0: It's May and spring is here. The flowers are blooming and the bees are swarming. The temperatures are warming up and it's time to plant the summer veggie seed directly into the soil. Let's talk about all the veggies you can plant right now. And if you don't have some of the varieties that we're talking about today, get out your seed catalogs as there's still time to order or get some from your local seed library. So let's get started. living the urban farmer life in the city. I'm fitting in farm life a little bit here and there and want to bring you along with me. I want to teach you everything I learned so that you can be successful and hopefully learn from my missteps. I'll let you know what I'm doing with this almost daily farming journal podcast. Let's hear what today's entry is going to be. I want to tell you about a few things that have been going on here in April before we get started in the May planting guide because it's been pretty busy around here. We've had the Grow LA Victory Garden Spring classes. We had a wonderful group of people who are new beginning gardeners and some of them actually were more advanced and were talking about some really interesting topics. And it was an opportunity to be around like-minded people who love to garden. So if you're interested in taking one of these classes, there's four sessions. And before it used to be in person and during COVID we've had them online but I have a feeling that the next set of classes which are going to be in fall will get to be back in person. So if you're interested look up the Master Gardeners Los Angeles County, and you'll be able to get added to the wait list. So you'll be able to be notified as soon as the classes are available. And let's talk also about beekeeping, because we've had a lot of beekeeping classes already this year. So for the Long Beach Beekeepers, we've had two classes, one in winter, one in spring, and we have one lined up already for June. And that's going to be our summer class. It is going to be a pretty warm time, and so usually we have the class, classes at nighttime when we talk about just some of the basic topics and then the in-person sessions are going to be at our sanctuary and those will be in the morning. And I think right now we'll probably keep it in the same type of schedule and then the plan will eventually to go back to some more of the in-person sanctuary beekeeping and then hopefully we'll be able to get our beekeeping 101 back up and running at the Long Beach Organics South 40 beehive that we use for teaching which is just a wonderful location. It's a way to get started with knowing if beekeeping is the right hobby for you because you get to be hands-on and be able to get your hands on a beehive and you'll know right away if you're going to be smitten by the beekeeping bug. Oh, I should have probably told you this, but I was just outside, and I had finished up inspecting two of our hives. One of them is a nuke that I transferred to a Langstroth 10 frame, and the numbers looked like they were dying off. They had some queen cells, or I should call them swarm cells, because I know eventually one of them, um, or what. They did wind up swarming, and I was able to capture that swarm and put them into a Japanese-style hive, and I inspected that this morning. It was about two weeks after we had captured the swarm, and I think I made them a little bit cranky because there was comb that was attached to the roof. And then when I pulled the roof off, it broke some of the comb, and so I think that made them agitated. So I got stung just now when I was putting out one of our chickens, and it's a little bit sore. It's right by my brow, and I'm hoping that by the time I have to go back to work in a couple of days that it doesn't look totally ridiculous. But it is part of being an urban farmer. You just wind up having to mix in some farm life with some professional life. All right, let's get to the main topic, which is what do we sew in May? This is a a decent list though it's not the longest list ever because these are all things that you're going to put directly into the soil. So last month we had a lot of what we were transplanting and sowing. Right now it's mostly just going ahead and sowing. Hopefully you've gotten some other plants in the ground. If you haven't go back to the April planting guide and then take a listen to some of those plants that you could already have had in the ground. It's never too late to grow in Southern California so if you see something go ahead and give it a Try right? because you never know even if you're looking at your um, house and where you're planting one area might be too hot and one may be too cool and there might be just the right spot for a particular plant you're planning on growing so let's get started with the what to sow in may so you wanted to look at lima beans and snap beans beets carrots celery chard chicory chives corn cucumbers leeks, warm-season lettuces, melons, okra, green onions, peanuts, peppers, pumpkins, soybeans, warm-season spinach, squash, sweet potatoes, and tomatoes. And I have to say, my head is throbbing a little bit from the bee sting. Okay, all right, so those were all the so... (laughs) All the seeds you can sow. Now I can't even think properly. So one of the things that you can consider are a whole bunch of other types of flowers. And I really encourage you, if you want to have really great pollination, to include flowers among all of your different plants that need to be pollinated. So a lot of the melons and the pumpkins, any of those squash, really benefit from having a lot of pollinators around. And so I'm going to mention a few of those that are listed here. The list is very long. And so we can go through them, but I want you to know that this is just an abbreviated list. Let's get started. So you can sow or transplant these flowers in May. Alyssum, globe amaranth, asters, baby's breath, bachelor buttons, balsam, Bougainvillea. Watch out with that though. That's a vine that can get very out of control and is very pokey. It has a lot of different little spikes on it, so it can be hard to prune. And if you don't like to prune something that's difficult to manage, then it's going to get out of control. So be careful if you're going to plant that one. But it does really well in Southern California because it can tolerate a lot of heat and can tolerate the dry weather. Calendula, Campanula, Candy Tuft, Carnations, Chrysanthemums, Clarkia, let's see, Cole- coleus, columbine, coral bells, cosmos, delphiniums, and those are such tiny little seeds. Forget me nots. Oh my gosh, it says four o'clocks, but I would say don't plant any four o'clocks. They grow really well, and but they just become more like a weed than anything. So I would avoid planting those, even though they're listed on the guide. Fox gloves. Those are beautiful. Let's see. Geraniums. Those are interesting because they give you that little Italian feel. But I shouldn't say terracotta house, but terracotta potters, pots. And what you can do is keep those in areas that are very dry. They can tolerate a lot of abuse when it comes to the weather. Hollyhocks, hostas, impatience, lantana, lockspur. Let's see. What else are here? Marigolds. This is the first year that I started some marigolds from seed that someone gave us. Pansies. Those are always fun. Flocks. Now, California, Iceland, Oriental, and Shirley poppies. Those you could probably start to transplant, but if you can, California poppies actually do much better if you plant them, or I should say, if you start them from seed. And so if you can, those are actually better if you just distribute all of those seed back in the fall right before any of the possible um, rain that occurs in Southern California. Let's see, there's also uh, salvias, which are wonderful, snapdragons, status, stock, straw flowers, sunflowers. We had sunflowers growing just on their own this year, so um, we probably don't need to plant any sunflower seeds at this point. Sweet peas, which are so fun. And again. In Southern California, sweet peas are actually better if you start them in fall. Verbena, violas, and cineas. So those are just a few of the different plants you can start from seed. And since we're here, we might as well talk about some of the other bulb plants that you can start in May. Amaryllis. You can do tuberous begonias. Now, begonias do require it to be fairly moist. So be careful if you live in a really dry area. Calla lily. Again, those also like it pretty moist. canna lilies. Dahlias, which are just beautiful. Usually, if you're trying to order those, I believe you have to order those closer to fall slash early winter. And then you get those deliveries later on. But you can still find them in a lot of the big box stores. Gladiolas. Let's see. Tuberos and Watsonia. And then also to plant in May are cacti and succulents, even though all year round you can really plant cacti and succulents here in Southern California. So that was a pretty extensive list of things that you can start working on. It's a beautiful time of the year, so you can be at the nursery, just stroll around. If you've been vaccinated for COVID, it's a really great time because you can also um, be outside and feel really confident that you're protected. So go out there and grow something. Remember to subscribe to the Living the Urban Farmer Life podcast so you can grow it about ground food and caring for your furry and feathered friends. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook as The Urban Farmer Life and at urbanfarmerlife.com for posts and links to help you be successful on your own urban farm. Now go out there and gr- give you an update. Even though it's only been about maybe 5 or 10 minutes, my forehead and my brow is feeling a lot better. I just got a little bit of a sting and it's already dissipating. I did um, rinse it just really quickly just to cool it down. And I think everything's going to be just fine. I'm going to have to make friends with those bees just to make sure that they don't get too grumpy. And... The other thing I wanted to mention, since we're talking about bees, again, we have our Long Beach Beekeeper classes starting in June, so you can sign up, and we also have this honey tasting through the American Honey Tasting Society, and I think that I just went over, I just completed the workshop that they have. It's a three-day one. I happen to be on vacation, so it was a wonderful way to learn about honey, and I actually don't really like honey, but I have a new appreciation for honey, and it actually made me realize that I hadn't tried a a range of honeys and one of the ones that I really started to love was a sweet what's it called sweet yellow clover and it's one that is in uh, the central part of America and it came from Montana and it was creamy it was crystallized and so it was the brightest most floral and subtle flavor that I've ever tasted from a honey actually wound up buying another type of honey that hopefully will be similar to that. And I'm going to put a lot of this information. Maybe we can do a podcast on it, but because we want to take a look at the honey and see some of the things that I'm going to talk about, even though honey is something that you taste and smell, I think it actually lends itself to a video where we can look at the honey and see some of the things that we do to be able to smell the aromas and to taste the flavors and to really think about honey in a way that really, highlights all your senses so i think it's going to be super fun so if you haven't seen the living the urban farmer life youtube channel go and check it out i'll try to put up more videos if there's something in particular that you would really like to see go ahead and then let me know comment on a video and i will keep track of those and put those on the priority list for you all right have a wonderful day and again go out there and grow something Thank you for joining me on the Living the Urban Farmer Life Journal podcast. I hope you're having fun growing what you know, caring for your soil, and your furry and feathered farm friends.